Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of White Couch Blue Pillows. Whitworth here, and I got a bit of a doozy for you guys. Um, but we'll go ahead and do the rest of the introductions first. All right, sweet. So it's, uh, I, I can only imagine it's going to take forever, this question of yours. So I'm Africa, but my real name's Michael. It's your boy, Logan. Blinsky. Okay. What? <laughs> <laughs> a little just, angry there. Just, just uh, <laughs> it's been a long day at work, boys. <laughs> My name. <laughs> All right. So, my question this week: What is a universal rule that all men know? Oh, dude. Oh. I, I, I'd like to go first. <laughs> that's fine. Uh, you uh, when you when you come into a room, you acknowledge other people. Like, especially men. Like, if you lock eyes with another man, you nod up or you nod oh, yeah, yeah. down. Like a little head nod, yeah. Yeah, you give, like, a little head nod. So either, like, if you feel like you guys are pretty on the, on the, same, uh, on the same level, you nod up. Or, you know, if you think the guy is, like, above you in, like, either age or, like, social standing, you typically nod down. I didn't even think about, like, why you nod up or down, honestly. Yeah, dude, it's ingrained dude. in you by culture. You just what like you were hell? born. You just... <laughs> you're born with that shit. What the That's hell? True. All right. <clears throat> I guess mine would be like, uh, it's kind of the same line, but like, uh, you can like kind of read the demeanor of a person, and like, you know, if it looks like someone that doesn't really want to talk, you just like, you don't really talk to them, you know. Just leave it. Yeah, cause like I know I'm on that side where I look like I'm uh, not really that a... RBF. Yeah, <laughs> I've got a serious resting uh, bitch face. I feel that. I feel that. So like I understand when people just like don't have a conversation with me because I usually don't want to have a conversation anyway. Cause I'm just like, <laughs> I'm kind of a quiet person in general. So I think I'm the number one ignorer of that rule. <laughs> yeah, you're like the polar opposite of me. Everybody's my friend. <laughs> this one um, is probably one of my favorite rules because you can totally use it to make people uncomfortable. You like, you guys know I go to a bathroom and there's just all these urinals lined oh, up against yes. the wall. You oh, never man. fucking go Fuck up to you. another area right next to a man unless you just want to be an absolute dick. Everybody knows yeah. you leave one urinal between you. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I thought you'd be apart. If I really gay. have to go, I break that shit. <laughs> sometimes I you were going if the I can try to that. <laughs> sometimes if I can tell it's like a closeted redneck, I'll just go up and do it just because it really pisses them off, and you'll the just hear this loud sock. <laughs> and you see the little the little turn. Even though yeah. there's like there could be a yeah, partition, like... but the, the little turn, yeah, <laughs> the little like yeah. what the fuck are you doing? The like, the slight yeah. just upper body twist, yeah, yeah, <laughs> just like what the yeah. fuck, why? <laughs> Wait, I'm not supposed to be looking. Who the fuck is this guy? Who the right, fuck so is you? Mine is not uh, like. I saw this answer and I immediately was like, yes, I 100% agree with this. Um, so it was, you you must let out a sigh as, as of, oh my God, I cannot talk. 
You must let out a sigh of satisfaction when sitting down on a lawn chair. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 you know what? That's fair. (laughs) I think I do that. Yeah. I don't know. I always do it. Honestly, I don't. It doesn't yeah. even have to be a lawn chair. I do it all the time anyway. Yeah, not that. That um, is. That is. Yeah, that that's man shit right there. And know. like the uh, like when you drink a cold beer or like a coke or whatever, you got to do the ah, you know. Yeah. Like <laughs> yeah. Which leads me into my pros and cons for this week. <laughs> oh, seamless. So okay. Uh, it's a. It's a. It's. Could potentially be a battle here, but okay. So basically, it's just Coke or Pepsi, and why? Oh, uh, dude. I mean, like, I I've always been like a, a Coke lad, mostly because it's cheaper than water in Cameroon. Uh, <laughs> and uh, but like beyond that, I've just really liked the the acidic tones of the soda. I only drink Pepsi, really, if I have to, or, like, I'm choosing between a controversial point for the Midwest, uh, between Pepsi or Dr. Pepper. These days, I choose Pepsi. So, um, you're dead to me. I feel like there's a lot of, like, factors that actually lead into that. Not gonna lie, like, really weird thing, but, like, uh, family, like, I feel like a family is a huge factor in that, because, like... I don't know about you guys, but my family's a very coke oriented like so like anytime there's a family get together, there's coke, there's not Pepsi. But mm-hmm. like I, I also feel like it could also be like the times. Cause like if you're an older person, I notice a lot more older people drink Pepsi. Yeah, it's because Pepsi had a much larger <clears throat> ad campaign like earlier on. Like yeah. before our time so- really. But I'm I'm yeah. myself. I am more a uh, more of a Coke man. So all I'm saying is, is I had to wait till I came to America to see and taste my first Pepsi. So like it, Coke had won long before the game had even started. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Glinsky, I want to hear yours first, Logan. I want to hear your reasoning. Okay. Well, I like I completely agree with Nathan's. Uh, like logic with the family thing like like before i was obviously like coke because that's what the family bought you know but as i've gotten older i don't really like coke or really pepsi but if i had to choose it would be pepsi because coke just leaves that weird feeling in your mouth like you just ate like a bag of sugar and it's just stuck everywhere inside your mouth We talked about that the other day, because I was like, oh yeah, it kind of like leaves that like tartar kind of feel. Yeah, yeah that's mm. probably why I chose this as my thing this week, eh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Um, so I'm, I'm going to have to go with Coke, and my reasoning for it is, is so uh, part of the reason why Pepsi got to be so popular was because of refrigeration. And most people don't know this, but Pepsi was a soda designed to be drank cold. Like, warm Pepsi tastes completely different than cold Pepsi. Um, and in my opinion, warm Pepsi tastes super gross. And I also don't, I'm really bad about not refrigerating my sodas. But warm Coke still tastes really good because Coke actually became popular before refrigeration was like 
widespread, widely available. Um, so it, it's Coke, actually, fun fact, was designed to be drank warm. Um, and like it can be chilled and it still tastes good. But warm, it's still a very good soda, in my opinion. Yeah, that's actually fair, honestly. Yeah. Uh, not the reasoning I was expecting, but <laughs> you know, it works. Uh, but I, I do agree, though. I've definitely, like, when I was younger, I used to never refrigerate any soda or anything like that. So, like, yeah. I get it. Dude, yeah. I Like, it sounds really gross, but I used to drink, like, warm Mountain Dew all the time because, like... <laughs> I forget to put them in the fridge. So, <laughs> yeah. And I really, really wanted one, you know? Actually, yeah. it wasn't... What am I saying? It wasn't Mountain Dew. It was fucking Mountain Lightning. What are we... Hey, <laughs> let's, hey, let's get yeah. real here. Yes. I'll feel you. We I'll could not you. afford Mountain Dew. It was fucking Mountain Lightning, okay? Yeah, I, I drank... Uh, what was it? Uh, club? Or not Club. Uh, Sam's, was, uh, Sam's Cola. Sam's Cola. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Sam's Cola. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Walmart brand. I thought it was it Sam's Choice. Uh, it was Sam's Choice. I think it was think Sam's, Sam's Choice, Choice for a while, another, and yeah. then it changed into Sam's Cola. They like mm-hmm. rebranded it. When, I don't know. We were like, or is it Best Choice is the brand? Uh, best Choice is is the the Mountain yeah. Lightning brand. Best yeah. Choice is the uh, that would be I think that's like Price the Cutter brand. and Price Chopper. Oh, okay. Yeah, Dude, that's their. <laughs> Yeah, best choice is a uh, name brand for it's either Price Chopper or Price Cutter. I can't remember. It's store brand, I guess. Yeah, I think we also had mm-hmm. the best choice. I think it's mainly for like more of your low budget areas, though, because like I know mm-hmm. where I grew up, we had a local grocery store that's like mm-hmm. there was only two in existence. Like, yeah, was, like, our town and like a town over, and then that one got shut down, so it was just our town. And like, yeah. they, I'm pretty sure they had best choice. Yeah, yeah, they, they, yeah. they like they definitely had like the lower end stuff most of the time. Yeah, which, you know what I'm talking about, right? Yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. All right. I, I, I was uh, I was sampling like alternate sodas in like a completely different context because like <laughs> uh, growing up, I drank like a lot of uh, a lot of Fanta because Fanta is like really popular in Africa, Fanta. and then uh, and then Gino is uh like d apostrophe j i you know oh is like, i know what you're talking about yeah it's like it's like was like bottled in country so like it was really cheap and i love the shit out of that it was like fruit you... cocktail with no alcohol yeah. you know what i think the soda that gets completely overlooked all the time despite being absolutely delicious hmm. rc cola Dude, RC is uh, so good. I, I like, absolutely will smash a two liter of RC. Cola. Yeah, that's that's like all my grandparents <laughs> would drink. And so, like, it's talking about you know all the Pepsi and Coke. Like, I guess that was another thing that was around in my family gatherings. But I wasn't yeah. gonna bring it up because like that wasn't part of the question. But uh, yeah, yeah, that, that was definitely another good. one that like that shit slaps. Yeah, yeah I'll drink like RC Cola best. before I drink Pepsi. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Did you guys ever like have to drink diet soda at one point, like because like that's all there was? And, no, like, because oh. my parents wouldn't buy it because of the chemicals in it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, I one of my buddies like 
all his family would drink was diet right. Oh. <laughs> <Ew>. <laughs> so like, hey, it's not great, but like shivers down you know my what? spine. A lot of times we would drop some uh, Mentos in them and do that stuff, or we'd just like shake those motherfuckers up and throw them up in the air. <laughs> yeah, they hit the ground, they just go flying. <laughs> <laughs> so you were making like bombs, essentially, Roger, buddy's plates. Dude, me and my brother used to do the same thing with like water bottles with baking soda and vinegar in them. Yeah, Dude, same thing. So you just fucking launch. <laughs> mm-hmm. Good times. <laughs> Goodness, fuck. And uh, speaking of good times, <clears throat> so I've got a scary or sexy for you guys, as is as is customary. And uh, this one, I've I've got one that's a little close to my heart, and it's uh it's rain clouds, scary or sexy? Oh, dude, sexy dude. all the way. Wait, yeah, hold fucking... up. What? What? What kind of rain cloud are we talking about here? Well, I'm talking about storm, buddy. Like I'm talking storm. about. Like I'm just... talking about thunderstorm. I'm oh talking yeah, about... sexy, my guy. Like, mm-hmm. I that that's the best weather to me. I love spring. It is like my favorite. I I got a balcony. I'll just grab some beers, go out on my balcony, drink some beer, watch the storm hit, and then like when I go to bed, I just pass the fuck out because storms help me sleep. Yeah, absolutely. Because yeah. you know, I, like you first, but, Logan. No, go ahead. Go ahead. You were right, already well. <clears throat> well, I grew up in ah uh, oh, fuck. I just turned twelve there for a second. <clears throat> I grew up in in the rainforest, right? So like I absolutely love the sound of the heavy rain and like the flash of the lightning and like thunder that shakes your whole house and, like the way the wind picks up like as the storm rolls in like i just have so many fond childhood memories of watching like this torrential storm just like roll in on a on a porch and just like sit out there and just watch it happen or just be out there fucking around in the rain you know, I just have so many, so many fond memories of doing, doing dumb shit out in the storming weather. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm definitely on the sexy train, especially like the, uh, like the bubbly looking ones. Mm. Uh, those clouds look, obviously those are the worst clouds, but like they look <laughs> the coolest, you know, <laughs> but yeah, yeah, I do love me some storm clouds. So, uh. <laughs> They're absolutely fucking scary, dude. I hate, hate storms. Um, and it's not just because my neighbor raked his leaves into the ditch and now not gonna lie well, to you, I might have picked this topic because I knew this had just happened to you, Glinsky. <laughs> yeah, so for those of you who don't know, uh my yard completely muddy right now because the ditch was stopped up because you just raked the leaves in there instead of like actually getting rid of them. Um, so yeah. Um, so that's not why they're scary though. I'm not scared of that. Um, but <laughs> I'm going to say scary just cause when I was a kid, you know, my, my dad was really big and working out in the yard and, uh, if it was pouring down rain, I still had to cut down that tree with them. So, um, <laughs> that's fair, honestly. yeah, so I, I'm going to, I'm definitely going to say scary plus like, I hate thunder. That's just trauma. (laughs) (laughs) That's just like wall to wall trauma right there. Yeah. So, um, give you PTSD. 
they just it's not that it gives me ptsd well, maybe i just get really <laughs> fucking mad every time i see storm clouds like today i looked out the window and i saw how dark it was getting because it was starting to storm i was like god fucking damn it <laughs> it's just a, it's just a like, trauma trigger my, it's my day was just ruined i was like it's gonna be a bad day i have to cut down a fucking tree <laughs> <laughs> The rain. Gotta rake <laughs> out those leaves from my ditch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I definitely didn't choose this topic because of that. Because I, 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 I knew <laughs> I, I knew Glinsky would be like, yeah, this motherfucker. I hate rain. <laughs> Rain's the worst. Oh, dude, I love it. Spring's my favorite if it season. wasn't necessary... For the potatoes that I really like to eat, I would honestly say I could do without rain, but it's it's essential. Ah, uh, yes, it's just the potatoes. <laughs> Dude, potatoes are the miracle fruit. Everybody knows that. The miracle fruit. I fucking love rain, but just because of like my background, like the the farming esque of rain. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh man, fuck rain. <laughs> rain right. makes corn. Makes whiskey. Beer. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh. Okay, which one of you just said beers made out of corn? Me. <laughs> Idiot. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know. Go to the corner. <laughs> Go to the corner. <laughs> Go to the corner. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It's not Drink my, not my proudest beer. <laughs> <laughs> not my proudest moment. Hey, technically, technically. He's he's kind of okay because the the bushlight fans, you know. I doesn't mean, count. I know it doesn't count, but bushlight's just fancy water. It's just fancy water. Oh my god! All right, so I do have a little bit of something. Uh, this this thing's gonna be more towards Africa because. I'm so excited. Probably relate to it the most. I need to get this Uh, corn beer foot out of my mouth. (laughs) Yeah. So (laughs) I was curious if anybody had some input on this, and uh, it was more about like foreign exchange students. Um. So I've got a couple questions lined up, Uh, Logan. I don't know if you got any questions or yeah, we're just gonna go with these. Basically, Uh, got the same ones as you. So yeah. So. Do people from other countries feel the same way coming to the U.S. that we have feeling going out of the U.S. to a different country? Uh, Uh, Super excited. Obviously, these people are, you know, more than likely coming for an education or, uh, like, you know, of some sort. So, Under normal circumstances... Oh, gosh, I can't English. Under normal circumstances, I would say yes. However, yeah, I, mean, I feel like, like that's what I'm saying. It's pretty <laughs> obvious, but like, yeah, I I do know that there's a lot of Russian foreign exchange students in this country right now, and I can only imagine um, the hate they're getting right now. Well, yeah, well, well yeah, no, I I can definitely yeah. see that. Yeah, like, yeah, but otherwise, I think absolutely they're super excited because like it's. It, we're used to American culture, but I can definitely see just like finding just the charmingness of the Midwest. I, I don't know, maybe. 
cracks cracks uh cracks fingers in third culture kid all right <laughs> so like uh when you move to a to a new culture like the first thing like it's fucking different like obviously and so like you go through several stages like the first one is usually you you uh you like are shocked and like uh, in awe or even just like shell shocked by like all the crazy shit. Like I remember coming to America when I was in fourth grade and going to a, a Walmart super center and just walking through the shelves like in a haze because I, I had never seen this much shit in one place before, mm-hmm. you know, like it was just it was just bonkers to me that there was a fucking McDonald's right there. And there, there's no McDonald's in like the part of Africa that I'm from. So it's like American fast food, pow, right there. And then there's like an arcade out in the front of the, the super center and like kids are playing at it. And then like, like to me being like probably barely five foot, just walking down these aisles that are like three of me tall and just like absolutely like gobsmacked that there's this much shit in this one spot and just like the the Amer uh, the American like huge amount of consumerism that's here and just like walking around in a haze but like as you as like you uh you become more accustomed to it and like you shake off that sort of that sort of like being stunned by the differences in culture then you kind of go into this like honeymoon stage of just like, oh, this place is so awesome and cool. And like, I never want to go back to X other place, you know, like, because this place is so awesome and new and shiny. And then you get smacked by like the feelings of loss of like losing your your home culture and like what you're used to. And you miss people because like the newness has worn off. And then you, you know, you walk around and you try and like find your own culture in this new place, but you don't really have the tools to do so other than build a community here. And then you kind of just get sad for a good three to four months. And then, uh, and then like in that time, you hopefully overcome your sad and you build a community of people that make this place home. Like you can't really get home here in the ways that you're thinking about it but you can get close you know you can make meals that you're that you normally think of as home you can find uh places like there's a place around here that sells a soda that's pretty darn close to one of the sodas that i really enjoyed in cameroon so like i'll go there when i'm feeling extra extra like homesick or whatever and uh get one of those and then, like, have some, like, home here. But, you know, you build a community here, and then it kind of it kind of becomes... This place becomes your home slowly, and, like, you start to really, like, contend with the culture. You see both the good and the bad. It's like, when you first come to a place, you only see the good, and if you only stick around for, like, a vacation's amount of time, you only see the good... And you're just in that honeymoon stage the entire time, and then you leave, and then you post on, you know, the on on Facebook or on Instagram, like how awesome it is over there and how happy you are that you went. But if you stay too much longer than that, 
start to see the cracks, you know, that that appear because every place has got like shit that's wrong. Yeah. And like it's and then like you bring a lens of like seeing things differently than other people whenever you go somewhere. And so it's really it's a really strange like uh like like thing to do that I think everybody should do if they have the the resources to do it is just go to another culture into another place for like a good six months or so at least uh, a year hopefully but like a year's rough because yeah. you 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 go there and then you're just like in a honeymoon stage for like a month or two and then you're like sad for like two to four months and then you uh, you have this like realism stage where this place starts to become home, and then you have to deal with the fact that you're leaving this and going back somewhere else. But you know, yeah. you completely answered my main yeah, question. Yeah, you you, with that. you answered our one of our questions actually. We had a how is the effect of the change in culture on people? Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, I mean you kind of just know. like nailed it's... that one on the head. Yeah, yeah. no, I mean like I I spent like. Because I moved around, like, country to country a lot and spent, like, lots of little time here. Like, I spent a little bit of time in Kenya, a little bit of time in Germany, a little bit of time in South Africa, but mostly in Cameroon. But even in Cameroon, I moved uh, cities twice and moved houses three times. So, like, it's always just, like, you know, you lose all of your community. Yeah. And then, uh, but you're in a new place, so you don't really think about that. And then, but then the crushing reality comes to you that like, oh, fuck, I don't have any friends or community here. And then, you know, you slowly build that up and then this place becomes home. The only other question we really had was like, <laughs> what, the, what the difference between going abroad in high school and like college is? Really, like, what is like? Yeah, like why, why do some people do it in high school? school? Yeah. I, I have personally never studied abroad anywhere, but I've had quite a few. Uh, the The city I'm from um, had a really big foreign exchange program for the public schools, um, so we got a lot of people, especially from Germany. And uh, something I thought was always interesting was they had a very specific rule that if they found out you were having a relationship with somebody while you were visiting they would send you back and one kid actually did get sent back early because they found out he had a girlfriend um so i feel like if you do it in college you have a lot more freedom than you do um, i don't know i'm pretty sure in our high school i definitely yeah. had like some foreign exchange students that were in relationships with other people here and nothing yeah. happened but Maybe yeah. that was just like yeah. Maybe it's just uh, for you. Yeah, yeah. Maybe because <laughs> I was like, I don't yeah. think that was a thing for me. But <laughs> well, it, it, it might have just been like a Germany thing because like they they all had relationships while they're over here. Um, but that one got caught. Um, yeah. I, I don't know. Somebody probably. snitched on the man's. Yeah, yeah. and so, so he ended up back. That could be the underlying thing too. Like our high school could have had the same thing, but it just never. Nobody like ever arose. Yeah, yeah. And, and it may not be a rule, but we always just thought it was because you know we, because we the man's got snitched out and yeah. he got his bags packed. Fuck. Yeah, yeah. that's that's so, rough. But uh, why would people come for high school? I mean, 
I just didn't know. Oh, uh, yeah, well, usually it's like a year, so like, yeah, it, is it just like the like culture awareness thing, or like, I th- think part of it with the U.S. is like uh, a lot of European companies do a lot of business in English, um, and the best way to like learn a language is to live in that culture for a while. So I think if you want to be like a business person. Um, well, so English is the most common common well, language. Yeah. Yeah, well, per per uh, yeah. So country, I know. think most people want to study abroad here because it's a good opportunity for them to like master English or at least like learn like the slangs and stuff like that that are super common in English that you wouldn't learn in like a classroom. Um, because a lot of uh, like the language of business right now is English. Um, so everybody kind of does international business in English. Um, so it's just a good way for you to like learn English better, which makes you more hireable in your country. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that could make sense. Well, like, sure. I, I do definitely think that that's a, like a cofactor, but like to me, the main, uh, reason that I would want like my, my kids or anybody that I'm like being a parental figure for. To, to like go to a different place for a year is just uh, when you go to a different place, you start like deconstructing their culture. And in the process, you deconstruct your own culture and start to realize like what ways you were influenced by your culture and like how okay you are with that. And just being aware that like your culture is influencing you in certain ways just like opens up your like a part of your mind a little bit more like hey there are like forces greater than myself who are like making me act certain ways and i need to keep my eye out for them so that you know i am constantly acting of my own volition not because you know i was raised in such and such place by such and such people yeah that makes complete sense because like that's basically what the United States is going through or has been going through for a while now. Like it's just like the resistance of like just like greater forces. Like just the just the resistance of any kind of power. Like everyone like wants to have their own, you know, way like they do things, you know. I personally enjoy the power structure. Well yeah, it works. <laughs> But well, there's a I, lot of I mean, that don't I like mean. it. <laughs> Anyways, uh, let's go. <laughs> let's go back to uh, topic. I guess. Um, I mean, I guess you kind of answered all the questions I really had. Now. I mean, I guess. I guess um, my um, last, like, I have one more. I guess. Okay. It'd be like. Ooh, bonus. Uh, is it? I guess you kind of answered it earlier, but I mean, oh, I, I'm kind of going after everyone's perspective, like. Do you yeah, think course. it would be like once you're done and you go back to your home country, do you think a lot of the like the students like really have that desire to be back in the country they were in or would they rather really be at home? Does... I feel like that really depends actually. Cuz um... like I've known some people who like you know family didn't really matter too much to them and that's one possible reason they actually came and uh they want to stay longer but 
like obviously they ran out of money or something or it's just like a program where they're only here for so much time and then they have to go back but then they have that opportunity later if you know obviously they could become a u.s citizen and everything so yeah i i think that one really does just boil down to the person yeah this is true and i think like life in their home country would be a big factor in that too for sure it's like well yeah i i can only really speak from like my own perspective and from the perspective of people that i've met and it's uh it's a definitely like a like a rubber banding effect you know when you when you leave some place you want to go back to whatever that place was you know at some point and then if you stay in that place long enough then you're like ooh no i actually really like this place and i'm going to be very sad when i leave and I'll think about, like, the community I've made here, and, like, a part of me will always want to go back and remain. And then, you know, and then, but you do go back to where you were from because of, it's either, like, a program, or, like, this was the plan all along, or, you know, so on and so forth. And then, you know, you, you're back in your, in your home, in your home country, in your home culture. And, like, you miss at least portions of wherever you were before. Like, I mean, I think that's, I think that's pretty much all we really had. I don't, I don't know if yeah, you had anything else. That's, well, all, I, that's all I really that, had. That, that was a real mess of a conversation. Um, which <laughs> I think fits nicely into what I'm about to say, which is uh, I feel like everybody has this problem where, um, especially if you have a spouse or a roommate, where when it comes time to clean your apartment or your house or whatever, you really want to uh, just kind of divvy things up. So my question for everybody is, is what parts of the house do you just like agree to do? Like what's your favorite rooms to do? And like, which one do you take? And it's shitty, but you're just like, eh, I kind of have to take this one. So for myself, um, we don't really pick because neither one of us care and like it honestly feels like one of us just clean whenever the other person's gone which to me is normal because like i totally just like to throw some headphones on and just clean because i'm bored so it's just a lot easier for me to be like just doing it and not have to like have somebody in my way so personally i like cleaning on my own yeah, no, I, I feel that 100%. I'm, I'm very similar. I like to pop in some, like, some, like, earbuds or some headphones and just, like, listen to, to music or, like, YouTube videos and just, like, roll around the kitchen, do dishes, take out the trash, like, vacuum and these kinds of things. Like, and I usually just, uh, just do that kind of stuff when, like, I'm home alone and, like, so... don't have anything to do with somebody else, you know? I'm going to assume it's bathroom for both of you that you don't like doing, because I've seen your bathroom. Your guest bathroom. Oh, oh yeah, our guest bathroom is <laughs> guest bathroom garbage. Too, because, like, I never use it, so I never think about cleaning it. Because if you go in my my bathroom, like, yeah, it's a little dirty, but, like, I do clean it. Well, as a guest. <laughs> as okay. a guest. Well, I mean, I don't use it. You want to clean it? No. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Yeah. Yeah, sometime I probably should clean. Honestly, I haven't done a lot of cleaning in a while because, like, I just haven't had the time to. So Yeah, that's kind of, like, where I'm at. Because, like, 
me and do like try to divvy things but like we both have like really conflicting schedules <laughs> and like i was working like seven mm -hmm. days a week so like i never really had time because i was just fucking tired but like now that i have days off like we don't really like she just cleaned the entire house yesterday because she was off work and like she just did it but like mm -hmm. obviously if she wouldn't have done it i probably would have been doing it tomorrow like that kind of thing because i i don't mind cleaning like i'm a super like ocd person like i like things to be like neat and perfect and i don't know how i work at the store because it just stresses me out all the time but you know <laughs> uh yeah but yeah i like neat things like i like to keep my space clean and like there are times where like i don't like i just like fall out of that and i just let a mess just fucking build up <laughs> that's that's then, that is me to a t uh yeah actually like i just yeah. i get it clean and it'll be clean for you know a couple weeks maybe a month and then like it just starts piling up and gets dirty and then i won't clean it for like a couple weeks to a month <laughs> and then yeah. i'll finally end up like oh fuck let's clean and i'll clean yeah. it all and then it's just a cycle it's the same yeah. thing i mean it's a little faster for me because like if i see it i'm like i really need to do that but like if i don't have time i don't do it and then like i i have like self-diagnosed adhd i don't know if that's <laughs> what i actually have but i mean the trends do line up but like I forget a lot like just like my mind just does whatever the fuck it wants to so like I'll see something and I'm like oh I really need to take the trash out because it's overflowing or like it's full you know but then I think oh I need to go do this real quick and then I just forget it's about the trash forget about the trash I, out of I, sight forget about of it for fucking four days like you know what i mean and like, yeah i'm probably same for me or it's just the fact i'm just lazy so i just don't do it because there's plenty of times that like i'm like oh i should totally take out the trash and i don't do it i don't know why i don't do it and then you know africa goes and he does it and i'm just like fuck man just wait i would have done that and then I'm like, like fuck you I should have just, just done it already anyway. Like, you know, exactly. like, I don't know. I don't know why I waited. Like I don't know why, but it, I just did. So, yeah. yeah. And my girlfriend will like, like remind me. You know, and I'm like, yeah, yeah, I'll do it. Like I just gotta do this first because I'm like so focused on something, to where like I just like can't. If I don't, if I take my focus off of it, I will never finish it. It's just so like, no multitask. Things. Yeah, I can't. I uh, I have I'm to be doing that I can't fucking like I can but I can't. It depends upon what it is. Yeah. Like video games? I can multitask and fuck that shit. Yeah. I, mean, I have hand eye coordination like a motherfucker. But <laughs> like actually being focused on two different things can't. Like when I even when I clean, I'm like I start cleaning one room and then I go to do something, like, I go to, like, get a drink or something, I notice that the kitchen's dirty, start cleaning the kitchen without finishing the oh, other room. Fuck mm -hmm. that. Oh, fuck that. I do room to room for sure. Fuck yeah, that. That's, nah. that's, <laughs> I know. That's how I want to do it, but that's where, oh, that's how my gosh. brain works. I'm like, I see something, I'm like, oh, I gotta do that real quick. And then I forget <laughs> what I was doing. 
That would like, bother the hell out of me. Dude, it does. It really stresses me out. <laughs> yeah, Logan's like, you're spe- yeah, you're preaching to the choir right now. It yeah, bothers the fuck out of me that this happens to me and I do so, it to me. Yeah, hence self-diagnosed ADHD because I'm pretty sure that's a fucking thing. <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> I do it all the time and I hate it. So, like, cleaning oh is, gosh. like, a struggle, but I like to do it. It's not, you know. Yeah, I understand. Yeah, cleaning is a hard topic. Like everybody, I feel like everybody hates it but loves it because yeah. to me it's just it's so relaxing whenever I actually get around to doing the cleaning. And I'm not yeah. saying I'm a dirty person. Like I, 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 I'm clean. No, you're a dirty bitch. Yeah, I'm you're a, a dirty boy. <laughs> Um, Clean your desk mat. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm, I'm just, I'm very procrastinating, and so like, I wait till last minute, obviously. And but once, once I finally hit that point, I'm just like, ah, clean everything. And yeah, that's you get in that mode. You're just yeah. like, yeah. It's <laughs> like, oh, I've got this one done. Well, I already wasted this much time. I might as well waste more, right? Yeah. <laughs> My schedule's clear. Baby. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I feel that 100%. So my favorite room is the rabbit room because I like making my animals um, happy. My least favorite room is our bedroom. I yeah. see. My <laughs> favorite room. Um... That was the question. I don't, yeah, no, I just <laughs> we that. just ran away from your question. Um, honestly, my favorite room is probably my room, but my least favorite room is probably also my room. Because <laughs> you realize what a monster you are. Yeah, well, because like I said, because earlier, you're like, ignoring I cleaning the like, guest bath. No, because I ignore cleaning my own room. Get to where it's like really bad, and like, oh, I need to clean it. I'll clean it, and then again, like I said. A couple of weeks later, and then it's just trashed again. I'm like, fuck. The, the worst. <laughs> I do it <to> myself. <laughs> the worst was when Nathan and I were roommates in college. Oh, dude. Because we had to share a bedroom, and I swear to God, that thing was always messy on both sides. We'd clean it, and then it would just get dirty immediately. Yeah, dude, we'd clean it. We'd be so happy and excited and be like, oh, it feels so much better in here. And like two days later, yeah. there's a trail of popcorn already. All over <laughs> yeah, I was about to say there's par- popcorn all over that motherfucker, yeah, <laughs> under fact, furniture in the popcorn carpet. Stand, so. I'd say my favorite room is definitely the bedroom, my bedroom, and my least favorite is it's not really a room in itself, but it's the litter box because it makes me sneeze like a motherfucker. Mm-hmm. And like I'm the only one that can do that now, since yeah, yeah. pregnant girlfriend. Yeah, congratulations! Yeah. I'm sure yes. we've done it already, but you know, yeah, still we, we we talked about it a while ago. Yeah, I think. But, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So uh, I don't know if I told the podcast it's a girl though. Yeah, you did not. Oh, you definitely a didn't. Little baby girl. <laughs> but yeah, that you're gonna name Deshaun. Um, so yeah. Sean Jackson, can I have like a non favorite? Like, it's not a room, but like, it's my least favorite thing to clean. Uh, 
Yeah, I'm uh, gonna go with the toilet for you. Oh, Anything else oh, you say? I, is I do be the a toilet lot. all the time at work. I'm used to it. Uh, uh, dishes. I I hate doing dishes. I love doing dishes. I, I'm I'm a huge texture so, person, so like <laughs> feeling any sort of like nasty old food that's on dishes or like having my my hands <laughs> soak in the water for so long, it just bothers the hell out of me. I can totally get behind the dishes bandwagon there, because. Uh, uh, my wife is really bad about um, rinsing off her dishes before she puts them in the dishwasher. So it goes through uh, all that. It goes through the dry cycle, and then I just have food that is just like, like that nasty, like, dishwasher disgusting. crusty all over it. Yeah. And then I have Divorce. to go through and hand wash all of it. Divorce. Divorce. <laughs> Divorce. Uh, well, well, for me, uh, my favorite place is probably the the kitchen. Because I, I really like like uh, just like cleaning off and organizing all of the stuff. And I really like how it looks when you're done, you know. Uh, I, I, I really hate doing the dishes, but I end up doing them like uh, quite, quite often. Well, not, not quite often. Like I end up doing them sometimes because, you know, I make, uh, because Whitworth and I live together. And, uh, <clears throat> but, you know, I hate doing the dishes because I, for, for a, for these bleak post-COVID three months, when, uh, when everything opened up here, I worked in a, in a dish pit and, oh man, like, it just like brings me back to that dark time in my life of just like, fuck, I gotta work here. Oh God. Hey, I will <laughs> say on the plus side, we don't really dirty like a shitload of dishes so this on the is plus true. side yeah i'm fucking over your day on you doing dishes but <laughs> at least creativity. yeah i apologize i should probably do that more often <laughs> I, hey man it doesn't really bother me all that much it's just the way it is but like it it, it, you know, it does you... remind me of working at uh at business redacted in the dish pit <laughs> See, that's why I like to run the dishwasher a lot. I just rinse my shit and then put it in there immediately yeah. and run it later. You should See, totally make it up to him by cleaning your guest bath. Uh, I'm going to give you a pair of gloves and some shit, and you can clean it since you keep saying it. <laughs> All right, so... Uh, like, I, I, I just want to say real quick, I'm weird. I love to do the dishes, but I don't now because my girlfriend is not very good about rinsing shit out. But, like, I was raised to rinse shit out because, like, you know, nasty smell, you know? Mm -hmm. And, like, she did the dishes yesterday, and she was like, the the sink smelled like rotten milk. And I was like, hmm. This was in my head. I was like, hmm. Who drinks milk? Who uses milk? Not me. <laughs> not it wasn't my fault. But yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. But I do like to do the dishes. It's refreshing. This is way <laughs> off. Uh and I don't know how to tie it to it, so we're just gonna go into it. Um I got it today I learned. And uh going back in history a little bit because I, I honestly didn't know this and I found it really interesting. Uh, during World War II, Germany had developed a spherical one-man tank called the Kugelpanzer, 
meaning ball tank. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, uh... <laughs> Sorry, I don't know why that's so funny. <laughs> You're good. Here is uh, a picture. Well, it's it's a wiki, wiki page for it. But uh, here's what oh, it looks that... like. Oh, is that like okay. a one manner? Yeah, it's it's yeah. one man. It um... looks like those things out of Star Wars. <laughs> a droidica? <laughs> yeah, it does. It does. That bitch is about to transform. Um, so its uh, development and purpose are kind of a mystery because of lack of records, and it was incomplete because it's—I mean—it's just a prototype. Uh, and there's a one sole surviving model which was found and exported to the empire of japan and used by the uh kwantung army hmm. and then uh I, I don't know if it's the same one but there's 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 now one surviving uh nowadays and it's in the uh kubinka kubinka tank museum in moscow and it's described as exhibit number 37 that's it. That's all I got. I can almost guarantee this was basically um, like a primal version of like a dr juggernaut suit. <laughs> because like it has a little hole right there in the front. So there's, it, yeah, if you look at that picture, that there's, there's actually a little panel uh, yeah. down below the hole. And that yeah. got put over it. But there was another hole there that is supposed to be of like where a machine gun would have been mounted. Yeah, and I don't I I can almost like guarantee this is what it was for just to like rush in to like big it, it was groups for... of enemies and just like mow down. Yeah. I've like... got I've got a little bit more on it. Um you guys can go so ahead. Like, uh, so like here's here here are my thoughts, right? So like World War One. What's your what's your big worry, right? This like getting, well, yeah, yeah, no, no, no. I I understand. Uh, oh. it's uh, <laughs> thanks, thanks, Logan. Sorry for being an ass. <laughs> <laughs> so World War One, right? What's your big problem? Trench warfare. Trench like, warfare. sure, like maybe you can get across the trench, which didn't usually happen. Like thousands of people died foolishly, yeah. like running in yep. between no these two land. ditches. And but you know if you could stick the boys in like one of these and just wheel it to the other side and just drop into the trench, game's over. You know I'm in a armored ball in in the ditch, and now I yeah. have like a machine gun pointing in the direct in a direction. Exactly, so, like, that's yeah, what I'm so, saying. Like Juggernaut-esque. So, like during yeah, World War One, they actually did have like what would pretty much be a uh predecessor to this uh it was mobile personal shields and i don't know if you know what those look like so i will post a little thing oh shit hang on it's riot shields <laughs> uh, nope <laughs> Here <you go>. i'm <laughs> uh, sure they're oh, oh jesus God, christ yeah. So essentially you would get inside that and your legs would be sticking out and you would just be pushing that thing, rolling it while crawling. Oh, yeah, that, was, that was designed by the Italian military, right? Uh, uh yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh French, yeah. 
Yeah, I actually watched a YouTube video on this. Yeah, uh, ah. pretty interesting. But that's that's, that's assuming that that's pretty much what they're going for, right? But they mm-hmm. also um, have some other models, prototypes that they had made during. Uh, one was during World War or after World War One, and it was called the Trefus wagon, um, and it's just like a giant version of that first tank that I sent you guys. Mm. And then so it's there's... like. Uh... It's like the the old timey like medieval like siege weapons that just had like a whole bunch of arrow cover, but in this case it's like reinforced steel, yeah. so that to like lessen bullets. <laughs> Pretty much, because I mean, like you said earlier, it was this was designed for trench warfare. It was it was for infantrymen, so you know people would shoot their you know light caliber rounds, and it wouldn't hurt the person inside of it. And they would just bounce off of it. Uh, okay. And then in uh, World War II, they actually had another prototype. And it was called the Wargal, Wargel LW-3. Um, and uh, actually, both of these tanks are not even related. They have no connections. They're just similar. Mm-hmm. And all three of those tanks are all from uh, Germany. Mm-hmm. There was also uh, a Soviet tank that was a big wheel tank like this, and it was introduced also as a prototype. But I couldn't find anything at all for it, and I don't even oh, remember how the, to pronounce it. The giant Tro- wheel tank. Do what? The you're talking about the one that had like huge, like giant tractor wheels on it, right? Well, like the one I sent. Oh, okay. Here. Like they're they all are similar to that. The other ones are bigger than this one. Yeah. Um, but this the the mm-hmm. Soviet tank was called the Troducent. Tro- I don't, I, dude, I honestly don't know how to pronounce it. I couldn't find anything for it at all. And then the Italians had an Ansaldo Mias Moras mini tank, mm. and that was like the closest thing to that. And then we Americans had the tumbleweed tank. <clears throat> And those are all just big wheel like tanks. Hmm. So uh, I'm noticing a flaw in this the ball tank, the first one. Yeah. Just by looking at this one picture, I can understand why it was never really used. <laughs> because if that thing somehow like one, I don't think it's getting over obstacles very well. Mm-hmm. I think it would need a very straight, clear path. Two, if it somehow tips over, then it's <laughs> done. Yeah. GG, yeah. you're just rolling yeah. forever. Because if you take a shell, you're just rolling forever. Yeah. Because they these did weigh tracks... 4,000 pounds. <laughs> yeah, that's why I said somehow, like, because I know they weigh is, I mean, it's a light tank, so... But, like, somehow, like... If you did flip over, these tracks are connected to these outside balls. These yep. tracks, in quotations, they're not really tracks. They're connected to this outside rolly part. So I feel like if you tipped over, all you can do is just spin around <laughs> in circles. I mean, I mean, realistically, I think all they'd really have to do is bust off that back wheel because there's a little back wheel that comes off of it. 
I don't know oh, if you guys see you? this picture. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because um, in the original picture, you've got like the sh the sphere, the slit, and then there's like this little arm that comes off that connects it down to another little wheel. And like, yep. I, I see what you're talking about. Like, all you would have to do is just like put a sizable round back there, and then you're just a barrel, a guy yeah. in a barrel. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but like. So these things, yeah, like all terrain, these <laughs> things don't do it. Like it has to be a pretty straight path, like yeah. nothing, which I understand. Straight why. and level path. Yeah, because, well, it doesn't necessarily have to be level. These things weigh a ton, but two tons actually. But like if it gets tipped over, it's like done. Like, which I feel like would be relatively easy to defend against these you know, just yeah. have a bunch of shit in the way. Just but, have a couple of guys waiting with a with a two by four. It also would not be very hard because uh, they only had a single cylinder, two stroke engines in them. I was about oh, to gosh. ask you. I was about to ask you what they ran on with twenty five horsepower. Hey. Um, ah, damn, they're it slow. It says maximum speed of thirty-one miles per hour, but like, I don't think that's true like, at all. How? On, yeah, maybe downhill on concrete. Yeah, <laughs> that's I'm, it. I'm more like five. Maybe miles after you break off the back wheel and it starts rolling. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm, I'm saying personally, with with all the weight and everything it has in it, uh, and I, the terrain, it's probably like five miles per hour. Well, I mean. I get where you're coming from, but also like the original buses only had like the V, like the the Volkswagen buses only had like that much power too, and they like went 55. I mean, they were less weight, but like they still like moved with a small the engine with no not a lot of power. So I could see them going that speed. But like in perfect conditions, yes. Yeah. But on the battlefield, definitely not. Yeah. Yeah. In the in the mud and ruts of like the yeah. the trench warfare that they were designed to counter, like oof, that would be uh, that would be rough. Yeah. But I was literally about to ask you what these things ran on because I was really curious. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, dude, not that's... a lot, man. <laughs> I mean, sometimes it doesn't take a lot because that's, I. Do you know how thick the plates were? Um, I don't see anything on here that really I mean, says. Yeah. All they really have was a model, so I guess you wouldn't really know. Yeah. But, I mean, I feel like you could get through it pretty easy if you had enough firepower. Yeah, but but I mean, for that time again, I do yeah. think like. That's actually it was, it was a good idea, you know. Um, your issue was trench warfare, and you got an answer for like you know you had an yeah. answer for that situation. Yeah, uh, low life commitment, and like if it gets to the other side, like you have won. You know, yeah. you just take out like a whole side of the trench and just keep on rolling. Yeah, yeah. like imagine if these would have actually like been produced and used during World War Two. It like, would have changed like it would have changed a lot of things. Definitely would have. If Germany was pumping these things out, just they would have absolutely decimated people. Because yeah. like I said, it 
it's basically like a juggernaut suit in Call of Duty. That's all it is. It, you put a machine gun on something that you can't kill very easily. Yeah. And that will. Well, I feel like. I feel like it's a it's a very anti personnel weapon, right? So one hundred percent what it would be for. Yeah, it would be one hundred percent what it would be for. But like, <clears throat> I I feel like it can go fast. But like any of the any of the issues that you normally have with uh with traversal, like say you get like in mud, like mud fucks tanks. Like these things would absolutely go nowhere in yeah. mud, and yeah. then like they they're susceptible to the same issues of like heavy artillery stuff but yeah. just like a tank you know if you if you get stuck you get raided with the with you, you get bombarded with artillery you know and then uh, and that's what do you do were, that's probably why they were never used because mm -hmm. like you know yeah and like i i would see them like be deployed in the in in the city where like there's not that degree of like fuckery yeah. going on but then you don't have any vertical aspect so like as soon as you roll up on a on a house you got to get out of that bitch if it's got stairs or yeah. if you aren't just coming through the door they don't have double doors or stairs you know you you if they have double doors and no stairs you're golden but otherwise you got to get out of the vehicle to do a complete clear yeah. yeah and like like most of the wars weren't like most of the ba I didn't say that. I said wars battles <laughs> weren't really fought in like the cities like they're mm -hmm. out yeah. in like the middle of nowhere so yeah. but yeah i could see them being like a big thing like a big changer if they respect it but like yeah yeah <laughs> cool though i didn't sure. know it yeah, no, that's that's why I found it. I was like, I dude, I had no idea about anything. Like, honestly, all those tanks that I listed, like, I didn't know about any of those. Yeah, Germany um, did some crazy shit in World War Two. Well, kind of like us. Did you? Okay, let me let me find a picture of ours real quick. Oh, the the tumbleweed tank. Yeah, the tumbleweed. Dude, tank. that that shit's straight out of science fiction. It looks dude, it crazy. Probably looks, it probably looks like the fucking balls in Jurassic World. Dude, it yeah. looks even crazier than that. It looks <laughs> like it comes straight out of Warhammer 50k, like 40k. There's Jesus like, Christ! Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that's what I'm saying. Did you see? It looks... like it's got a machine gun on the top, and then. A... <laughs> like a 50 cal on the bottom it looks like the fucking uh like it looks like a b-52 that rolls around it has like the fucking pod guns and everything yeah. <laughs> the, the, yeah. you two side pod guns you got a, a mortar on top and then a, a gun that can be adjusted you know in the front now if that i remember definitely... right isn't chiny china chiny the, fast there was and a loose Chinese like. tumbleweed tank as well, and I think they actually used theirs. I have a hard time believing that any of these spherical or barrel-shaped models made it could, past could, five units. Yeah. Per the, only one, right. the only one I think ever got used was the personnel shield, but still Well, very personnel rarely. shield did get used. It was in uh, World War One. Dude, I would that. hate to have that fucking job. <laughs> that fucking thing. <laughs> Dude, the, just a horrible, terrible time all the way around. In, in but hey, you're not dying, so like, you'd probably take it. You know. Yeah. 
until you get hit with a fucking tank shell. Yeah, before you get hit with a goddamn mortar. <laughs> fucking 120 millimeter round is straight to the fucking front of that thing. You're done. Yeah. Yeah, that's all I've got. I just thought it was a pretty interesting looking tank. And I again, I had never seen anything like that before. Super so. cool. I love, I love like all the. Like, if you really want to look into it, there's so many fucking World War II concepts yeah. that never got used that are just crazy. So, so when I was doing research on this, actually, there was two uh, two ships that got uh, taken under control, and uh, I don't remember where I found this at now. I didn't write it down or anything, but they had just, like, all sorts of these like concept blueprints and then like prototypes on them. <clears throat> yeah. But like oh. World War Two, Germany was like trying to develop like this super tank, like this humongous like monstrosity yeah. of a tank. Yeah. For no reason. Just to be like it's basically just a big dick move. Mm. And they just never well, could but do they, it. They actually did that similarly with the battleship too. And actually deployed it and sunk a ton yeah. of British ships. Uh, yeah, called, they did. Uh, the Bismarck. Bismarck. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but like the concept for this tank was just like massive on yeah. like it was, no it was, other scale. Yeah, it was so like a, large that they had to put it like up on up on like the train tracks and wheel it around like that. No, not even that one. Like the the super tank. Like it was basically like, a seven forty seven. Yeah. But a tank. Like, they that's how a, big it was. Yeah, uh, I had to ride on two rails, right? It's fucking ridiculous. Yeah. It's like, they wanted to build this fucking thing to just take over the world with. Yeah. It's just, like, unimaginable. Think of, like, uh... I'm pretty sure. Oh they yeah, had I'd be one seeing on, it. Uh, yeah. Uh, the 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 Land Cruiser the P1000. Yeah. yeah. Didn't they have it on Captain America? Yeah, uh, no. They had like a crazy version. A, it was of like it. a huge yeah. fucking big ass tank. Like, yeah, uh, but it's basically like a Jawa fucking fucking group. Oh, like from whatever Star they yeah. use. Yeah, 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 no, but absolutely. A tank. <laughs> it's yeah. just like that, but a tank. It's <laughs> yeah. basically what it was. Pretty much. God, this shit's fucking wild. Like they were dead set on getting it. <laughs> just didn't have sure. anything for it, so yeah. Yeah, no. This is uh my favorite image that I saw. <laughs> yeah, literally. Yeah, it's like this ginormous people on the top. I know. Yeah. Well, I, I chose that picture on purpose. There's a normal yeah. size tank in frame. Yeah, it's just a it's just a fucking battleship, but it's what a tank. What the hell would you fire out of that? Like giant fucking literally bullets. Missiles. Dude, literally, you shoot a straight up ballistic missile out of that son of a bitch. I swear. <laughs> shoot it fucking five hundred feet. <laughs> like it is kill kill yourself <laughs> because it's just big. Yeah, yeah. This is just incredibly large. Just and they crazy. wanted they wanted to fucking do it too. Is the crazy thing they thought it was realistic. 
Like these, they de- we're dead set on making this super tank. You know, yeah. we we talk a lot about like hitting the broadside of a barn. Like, there's a barn in that picture, and that son of a bitch is at least three barns wide. Dude, that's like fucking probably twenty fucking in or twenty foot thick steel to fucking move that. There's not an engine imaginable that could move that thing. <laughs> No, it's just like so. So the thing to me, right, is like if if you don't know, like the the best way to like post up your tank is at like uh at an angle to to the enemy so that you can take the the shell and like ricochet the shell instead of taking yeah, like yeah. the whole damage. Degree. Yeah. 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 So like, but but it's so big. And so long that, like, how would you ever do that reasonably? Like, you're always showing the enemy such a giant section of, like, real estate to blast you from with highest chance of, uh, of pierce, you know, from a shell. Yeah, but you would never, you would never get through it. That's the thing. Like, you could never hit the same spot. Like, theoretically, I guess you could hit the same spot twice. But even then, like... I feel like it wouldn't have, like, the only weak spots it would really have are the guns. If you can take uh, out the guns, it's it. Well, I mean, like, even, even like, a huge problem with, with tanks, especially in uh, in World War Two, was that the treads kind of sucked balls, and, yeah. like, tanks are still that way. So, like, uh, so, like, if you take out, like, even two of those treads with, like, a good-placed tank shot... Like that that thing ain't going nowhere, and then but you just get away from it, and then it, it can't move. To, it doesn't have to move. It has fucking everything on it. Like you know what I mean. Like yeah, but I mean like uh, something like that doesn't just arrive outside of your city without being seen yeah, from fucking exactly. far like, away. Yeah. So you just like uh, I don't care what it costs, men. We have to take out that motherfucking thing. And like, yeah. if you can't pierce the armor take out all of its treads and give them hell as they try and repair it. But like the biggest thing with tank warfare is like tracks first, crew second. So like if you mm-hmm. take out the tracks, then you're trying to take out the crew. And mm-hmm. like the thing probably houses like thousands. <laughs> yeah, and like the thing is it's just there's so many spots like if you didn't know what you were shooting at, you don't know where those people are. Yeah. Like there's a bunch up in the top, obviously, because there's guns on the top. But then yeah, you have but guns I, those on the guns sides, on the top guns... look like uh, like anti-air. That's literally a battleship gun on the top of that fucking thing. That's exactly yeah. what it looks like. Yeah, so it looks like <laughs> anti-air up there, and yeah. then like battleship. No, I'm talking about the main air. Oh, you're talking about the I'm... main. Oh, the main. Yeah, guns. I'm talking about the main guns. Yeah, no, that's yeah. fair. That's very yeah, fair. Like where you don't know where those people are fucking at, so it's just guessing like you would have to put fucking 20 shells into that thing before you figured out where those before people even, were like, before you sitting. were even sure yeah, yeah. that's true plus it would know, have but... like realistically it would have way thicker armor than any shell on the battlefield could ever penetrate because I mean, like we're talking about world war ii like they developed shells based on what they were fighting if that thing showed up you don't have shells for that absolutely not yeah. <laughs> you might have shells for the weakest spot on there 
but like you don't know where the weakest spot is and yeah. good luck finding it as and like it, yeah. a, 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 sh a shell from that thing that comes that's as big as your barrel yeah and if you're I'm like saying... if you're the country developing this thing it's gonna not it's not gonna have weak spots ever because you're building one because that's all you need yeah. right <laughs> So it's literally not going to have a weak spot anywhere. It's going to have thick steel everywhere that's impenetrable. Well, I mean, by well, well I mean, Logan, you you weld, uh, you weld for like a, a living. I mean, not not so much at the at the moment, but you know that there's obviously weak spots, and no matter what you construct, like like there, there there's no way to create like a completely impervious like uh like adhesion of metal. True, but like. Yeah, but where you'll you be put... damn close to it if you're only no. building one. So, like, where you put a weld is the strongest part of that metal. If, like, like your weld and wherever your heat affects it is the strongest part of that metal. Like, you would, like, be able to penetrate the middle of the sheet before you penetrated the weld. Hmm. I actually didn't know that. That's really yeah. cool to know. It makes sense. Well, like, it's because you heat treat it. It's like heat treating and like it hardens. Yeah. So like, that's why like welds don't usually fail unless they have problems inside the weld. Because like if something, if you weld two pieces of metal together, and like bend the weld, it's it yeah it'll shear eventually. But if you bend like the steel itself, it'll shear at a like a way lower like rate like a stress rate because like the weld like hardens steel or anything you know but all right guys let's uh let's try to wrap this up because we're a little over so i think we're good okay. we yeah. just <laughs> got a lot to cut <laughs> yeah, yeah war no, talk dude war talk <laughs> it's um, a good one well Somebody want to take us out or? All right. Well, you you know us by now. Just four random dudes just out here living life, and hope y'all do the same. See you guys. Thanks for coming on this journey with us. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>